Hello, welcome back to Early Learning Ventures podcast. Today, we'll be talking with Pam Williams, the Community Relations Senior Specialist at Denver Water. Welcome, Pam. Hi, thanks for having me, Sue. Pam, would you like to tell us a little bit about your role with Denver Water? Sure, I can. Uh, Well, this month, actually celebrating nine years at Denver Water that I've been here. Um, And for my role now, I started in October 2019 in this role in public affairs. And it's really specifically on our lead reduction program um, and focusing on the communications, outreach and education piece. So there's a lot of folks that are enrolled in this program. So I'm part of a team of five that we send out mail notifications, emails, reminders, Um, all things you can think of communicating about that program and the outreach that we're doing in the community. Thank you. And before we jump into Denver Waters program, let's talk a little bit about the history of lead and water. First of all, why is lead and water an issue in the first place? Yeah, so a little history, and we'll mix in that issue, why it's an issue. So in the first half of the 20th century, lead was actually a cheap and easy to work with um, material when forming small pipelines, the pipes that carry drinking water from the utilities pipeline, the main, as we like to call it in the street, into those customers' homes. But, you know, over time, we've learned and scientists and just learning things in the world, these lead service lines actually pose a health threat in the community, um, particularly to children, infants, and pregnant women. And the reason that's an issue is because lead builds up in the body over time. So ongoing exposure, even at low levels, may eventually cause health effects. And infants and children are, are more vulnerable to lead than adults whether from drinking water or other sources. And if you think about formula-fed infants in particular, they're especially vulnerable because, you know, 90% of their diet is made up of potentially tap water, you know, being formula-fed. And then the last couple pieces to cover here, um, you know, lead is a a naturally occurring um, malleable metal, and it's been a part of society really for thousands of years. The Romans used lead to carry water in their cities. It's been an ingredient of makeup long, long, long ago. And like I mentioned before, you know, scientists and society were way more aware of what those dangers pose. In thinking of going back in the late 70s, use of lead paint, gasoline prior to that, um, the Consumer Product Safety Commission in the late 70s banned lead from paint many of us probably know, um, and that change took effect in 1978. And then there were some additional amendments to the Clean Air Act in 91, and then led, getting let out of gasoline by 1995, which really isn't that long ago. So that's kind of the history of lead and water, and then talking a little bit about, of course, um, lead in other places as well. It's interesting how we've learned so much over history and how yeah. we've changed things to far yeah. Yeah. So why why or how does lead uh, from the pipes get into the water? So as I mentioned before, you know, the, the before lead was the industry standard. It is not anymore. So we're using copper now. That's the industry standard. And you know, the concerns of, the, of course, of lead has evolved. And it's particularly true for those smaller service lines that I mentioned, which are actually customer owned for us at Denver Water from the main industry to the house. Um And really what happens is water is naturally corrosive. And so um, the water can can get into the lead that way. And 
you know, learning over time, Denver Water actually banned the use of those lead service lines in 1971. And then in 86, Congress approved an amendment to what's called the Safe Water Drinking Act that banned lead pipes nationally. So today's industry pumping standard, as I mentioned, is copper for those smaller water service lines um, that are carrying from the water from the main and the street to the house. So that's why we've stopped using it. We know it's bad and that's not the standard anymore. And lead has been banned to use for those smaller pipes. That's great. Can you talk a bit about Denver Water's lead reduction program? Sure can. So the biggest thing I would say about um, our program is, you know, the one thing is Denver Water, we're really committed to delivering safe water to our customers. And this program, I think, really shows that. Um, among other things we're doing, but it's really a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to combating lead in drinking water and tackling at its primary source, which is in that water service line. And the heart and soul of the program is replacing those lead water service lines at no cost to the customer. So, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about some of those details momentarily. Okay, thank you. Um, does this uh, program only include customers in the city and county of Denver? No, it does not, actually. So um, our program actually includes all customers who have a confirmed or a suspected lead service line in our entire service area, which that includes, of course, folks in the city and county of Denver, but also includes our distributor and suburban customers and different communities around the front range that we serve, which is beyond city and county of Denver. And to kind of get an idea of what that footprint is, um, our service area, Denver Water, we serve 1.5 million people, which is approximately 320,000 taps. So we talk about that main pipeline in the street and those individual service lines that tap in. That's what we were talking about there. Um, and then out of those 320,000, we suspect in that whole service area that there's 64 to 84,000 of those lead service lines. So that's again, inside city and county of Denver and then any other um, surrounding areas that Denver water serves. So when did this program start and what are the goals? Well, it officially uh, was launched and approved in this December of 2019 by Environmental Protection Agency and Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. So we launched, um, like I said, end of 2019. And really, there's five main, I call them elements, but they really are goals, as you alluded to, um, in our program. And uh, one of those is our pH adjustment. So as I may have mentioned already, the water that Denver Water is delivering is lead free, you know, and for decades we've protected customers from the effects of those customer owned service water service lines and plumbing in a variety of ways, which includes adjusting the pH of water. So as I mentioned earlier, the lead can leach into the water from the pipe and it flakes off and gets in there. So what that pH uh, adjustment is doing. We were operating around 7.5 to 8.5 with a target of 7.8 when you think about the pH scale. And we bumped that up to 8.0 to really strengthen a protective coating that the pH uh, adjustment and the corrosion control treatment inside, inside of those pipes. So it's providing a protective 
layer to really keep those lead flakes at bay and, and inside that pipe before we can get there and remove that. So that's one goal. And the second goal is our inventory. So I, I, like I said, uh, property owners and homeowners, they actually own the water service line from the main to the house, not Denver water. So we don't know exactly what those pipes are made of. We have a good suspicion based on, you know, the history of lead that, that I spoke about, which really based on, you know, Denver Water's records and our experience, you know, if you're out there listening, what you're thinking about is homes that are built before 1951. Those are the ones that we think are more likely to have those lead service lines. So we had to develop that inventory. We knew that not all customers in our service area are going to have lead service lines. So we had to do a lot of digging uh, and continue to do a lot of data and digging and investigations to figure out where are those lines based on the tap and the, uh, the the time that we put the tap in and gave water to that property, uh, and then when that property or when that home was built. So inventory is another main goal. And then a few more goals here, we have uh, the filter program, really, really important. So I talked about um, the, the pH, adding a, a treatment in the water, providing a layer of protection. The other huge layer of protection until we can get that line out is uh, the filter program. So we are delivering for free to customers in this program, pitchers and filters, and those filters are certified to remove lead. Um, they're automatically enrolled in that filter program. We're automatically sending it to those addresses. And we continue to send replacement filters every six months until the lines are placed and then for six months afterwards. And the main goal and point there is we want customers that are in our program to use that filter that's certified to remove lead for drinking, cooking, and preparing infant formula. You're making your tea, your lemonade, all those things that you're consuming, not just straight water. You want folks to be using that. And then bringing up the rear here, the last two goals, as, as I mentioned, kind of an overview, the heart and soul is just getting that lead service line out. So the actual construction. So pulling that line out of the ground that's made of lead, replacing it with copper. And again, that entire process, uh, that's no direct cost to the customer. So we do need homeowner consent to perform that work. So we're reaching out to folks that own the property. If there's a tenant there, we're sending notification to both the tenant and the homeowner about that. And then, as I mentioned early on, my role, the team that I'm on is the communication, outreach, and education team. So that's really what I'm talking about today, but communicating the details of our program to our customers. What can they expect? Getting them to change their habits and behaviors using that filter um, and really focusing on outreach to, to disproportionately impacted communities and working with our local partners within our ambassador program that can help carry that message about our program. You know, some folks may not trust us maybe for different reasons or as a public water utility, you know, but our community partners and those folks that are out in the community, people do trust them. And so we've partnered with some really strong community partners to help carry our message. And, you know, a piece of that too is making sure that all of our materials, our website is bilingual in English and Spanish. And we also have a linguistics partner who can help with interpretation services as needed. So if we come across uh, maybe a property, there's a 
certain language that we don't have mass materials on, getting that contact information of that customer, making sure that we can have a conversation with them because we really do want to make sure we're getting to every property and protecting you know, the public health and safety of folks. So um, that was a really long answer, but there's those five main elements there. There's a lot yeah. that goes into the program. There's a lot involved, definitely. Uh, so for our listeners who live outside uh, Denver Water Service Area, um, what do they need to learn more so that they can learn more about lead in their water? Yeah. So if any of you that are listening are, you know, thinking, well, I don't live in Denver Water Service here. I'm not in Denver. Um, you know, the biggest thing I tell folks is, um, you know, if you suspect that there's lead in your water, you maybe have an older home built in 1951, built in the early 1900s. Really, there's two things I tell people is, one, reach out to your local public water utility or water provider, um, ask them about what program they may have, and, and if at minimum, getting information and see if you can get a water test kit from them to test your water there to see if there are, is lead in your pipes. Um, and another great resource could be the local health department, whatever county you're in, or the state health department, which would be Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. And their website, it's cdphe.colorado.gov. And our Denver Water website, you know, even if you're not a Denver Water customer, there's a lot of great information on there. Um, Just talks about lead in general and some resources, um, even that could point people that if you're outside of our service area. And our website is denverwater.gov dot org backslash lead. So those are the main things I would tell folks is reach out to your local water provider or your state or uh, the local health department. That's helpful. Um, So what should parents know or do if they are concerned about their children and lead exposure? Really good question. And, you know, assuming that this is the population of folks that are listening here today. So, you know, if you are listening and you're a parent or caregiver and you know, you're wondering about lead in your home, you live in an older home, I would say, you know, reach out to your local water utility or state health department. If you're not in the Denver service area, if you're with, if you are one of our Denver water customers and you are in the program, you know, make sure you're using that water pitcher and filter we're sending to you that's certified to remove lead. You're using that again for drinking, cooking, infant formula. And if you're not in our program or you're concerned about lead or you're like, well, I'm, I'm just really curious. You know, you can still reach out to us or if you want to have your own, you know, pitcher filter. Or we're not providing one to you because you don't live here. Looking for a filter that is um, N as in Nancy, S as in Frank, F for Frank. It's NSF standard 53 certified. So what this means, it's a model filter that's actually certified to remove lead. So another message I tell people and they say to me out in the community, well, I have a filter on my refrigerator. Well, is it certified to remove lead? Um, it may not remove lead. It may filter for other things. So really making sure that you're checking for that. And that website, it's nsf.org. And that's also on our Denver Water website. You can find that where you can see a list and model of all those filters that are certified to remove lead. And the last piece I would mention Sometimes families will ask me or folks will ask me, you know, what about my kid or, uh, you know, as far as health risks and how would I know if they've they've been exposed? So, you know, what I tell people is we're not the health experts, you know, really the best thing to do if you have concerns about, 
you know, levels of lead um, or exposure is contact your family doctor, your pediatrician, or maybe the state health department, wherever you go for care for your family or your child, and really having those questions um, and getting those answers from them. And just really important to note too, that, you know, besides lead and drinking water, there are other sources of lead risks in our environment. And so that's really still a good conversation to be having with your uh, doctor as well. So as parents, we are concerned about our children and lead. Uh, what are schools in Colorado doing, if anything, to test for lead? Yeah, that's a good question. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, what we've been doing as Denver Water and working with schools and then kind of the larger broad across the state as well. Um, so for us, for Denver Water, as I mentioned, our program launched end of 2019. So we're now in the middle of 2023. So these first few years of the program, we've actually been prioritizing schools, daycares, child care centers for a replacement um, of those lead service lines. And we've replaced many of those already, uh, or we've confirmed at those schools by doing investigation, oh, there's not actually a lead service line here. We don't need to replace them. So we've actually partnered with Denver Public Schools, Littleton schools and some uh, many others, smaller schools and other districts as well on completing water testing for lead. So that's really what we've been doing as far as schools. Um, and in that same testing realm, um, actually just this year for Colorado schools in general, there was a house bill that was passed. It's called Clean Water in Schools and Child Care Centers. So it was actually signed into law back in June of 2022. And that law is requiring that each child care center or family child care home or school that serves grades preschool through fifth grade in Colorado test their drinking water for lead by May 31st, actually next week. Today's the 24th. Um, and I know that, you know, we talk with the State Department of Public Health and they kind of given us information about this, different outreach um, community events we've been at. And I know schools are aware of this, they're doing that testing. And, you know, that program in particular that the state's doing for schools, they've actually implemented, it's called the Test and Fix Water for Kids program. And what that's doing is helping schools and childcare programs meet that house bill requirement by providing free training, testing, and remediation and technical assistance. So again, the state has a lot of information on that program on the website. So that's what's happening in schools as it relates to um, testing for lead and drinking water. Wow, what a great program and, and just a sense of peace knowing that where, when your children are at school or in childcare that um, they're not going to be drinking water with lead in it. So that's great yeah. that you spread that out. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I kind of reiterated this before, but, you know, for us, for our program, you know, if you're listening and you are someone that's in our lead program or you're in our Denver Water Service area and, you know, especially being in the lead reduction program, if you receive that pitcher and filter from us, please be using it for drinking and cooking and making infant formula. We may have also sent you one of those water test kits I mentioned. So maybe making the time to collect and return those samples you know, those instructions may seem overwhelming for folks at times, but it really does provide us with a lot of great information to know, is there lead at your home there? It's, you know, you would get those results as well so you could see. Um, and the last piece, you know, if we're in our, if you're in our program, 
you know, at some point we're going to send you information and a consent form to have you get your line replaced. And as the homeowner, we need you to engage with us by sending that form back in with your most most updated contact information so we can work on replacing that line for free for you. And if you're outside of Denver Water, you're not one of our customers, like I mentioned before, you have concerns about lead and drinking water, want more information, you know, don't be shy. Reach out to your local water provider, health department. Um, and then really places for resources is what I'd mention is um, you could find on our Denver Water Lead program at denverwater.org slash lead. Um, we also have on there a digital subscriber newsletter that folks can sign up for. Um, we send that oh, everybody maybe every couple of months or so when we have really pertinent information updates um, that we want to share with folks that are um, subscribed on there. So if you're on our website, check that out. It's a good, nice way to get a little newsletter every once in a while, information about what's going on um, with our lead program. So those are the additional things that I think I would add. Well, thank you so much, Pam, for sharing your expertise today with us. And I'm yeah. sure our listeners are appreciative with all this great information. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Thank you.